Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. Uh, today I'm with Scott, who plays in a band called Portal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension and writes quite a lot of the music. So Scott, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. And thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. And I suppose for everybody who doesn't know, you're from Salt Lake City in Utah, am I correct? Yep, that's right. Uh, it's uh, an early morning, early morning call for you. <laughs> Not too early, though. Not too uh, early, but, <laughs> but thanks, Scott. Thanks for coming on board, man. Appreciate Anytime. it. I suppose the first question I want to get out of the way, and you're probably asked this, I don't know, every time someone talks to you, is the name of the band. <laughs> Absolutely. Where, um, where, where does it come from? So, uh, I mean, the, the immediate... Uh, uh, there's a few things behind it, obviously, yeah. um, you know, with violins and cellos and stuff, uh, it's, it's unavoidable to draw, uh, to not draw that comparison to Godspeed, you black emperor. Exactly, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and obviously like one of the coolest names or least cool names, I guess, depending on who you are, uh, in music, <laughs> but, um, the, so, uh, the aesthetic was sort of, um, uh, already set for us. Yeah. Uh, but the, the name itself came from my neighbor and I think it was a social media post. Uh, he had cut himself shaving and <laughs> mentioned that he had opened up a portal to uh, the blood dimension. And, and I really wanted uh, some sort of expletive in the name, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know. There's a handful of bands, the fucking yeah, yeah. chance uh, making fuck uh, all these bands that have uh, profanity in the title. And, and yeah. so I wanted to incorporate that somehow. And I took his, uh, his, portal to the blood dimension added a goddamn and then started uh recording songs under it so uh, yeah it wasn't a uh it was all laid out for me i guess i didn't really have to yeah, try out that hard it was just a natural thing so it just happened for you yeah <laughs> and are you happy with the name do you like it uh, i do um i, I, I think mean, it's fantastic like i really do i love the name i i appreciate that i think uh it's it's evocative enough i when i first started i went and booked a, a small tour um, just using the name. I didn't have any recordings. I played my first show as the uh, tour kickoff for that. So I was able oh, to, right. to leverage the goofiness of the name for, um, you know, five or six different yeah, uh, yeah. tour dates. <laughs> Before we even get on to Rotten Fruit, Regular Orchard, because I have mm-hmm. loads of questions really to ask you about that album. I love it. Absolutely love oh, it. Thank you. But maybe to go back to Titans of Regret back in 2018. Yeah. Am I right in saying it was only two of you back in 2018? Yeah. And so that album um, uh, was just me and Clark, the, the yeah. vocalist. Um, and it was, we had been, um, so the, the trajectory of the band was very much a solo project for me. I was playing with yeah. a band called uh, Holdra at the time uh, and some other bands. Um, I was real busy at the time, but uh okay. And I, I wanted to play uh, concerts with uh, some of the weirder bands that I liked that were coming through that, um, you know, either were too weird for the band that I was playing in or we didn't yeah. have time to play with. And okay. so it was just me for a long time. And, and I would try and uh, um, do a different set every night, regardless of how recently uh, we had done a set. And so uh, my friend Clark, uh, who I'd seen perform mm-hmm. um, a handful of times just uh, doing poetry, um, uh, I had him and, and some other friends join up. And, and so what happened was um, uh, we'd started gaining more and more uh, mm-hmm. members and, and I really wanted to record Rotten Fruit, Regular Orchard. 
Um, but the, the issue was we kept getting new people and it kept getting pushed back <laughs> as we taught them, you know, I wrote new parts for, for the different instruments and, and new songs. And so in the meantime, I really wanted to put something out. And, um, so, uh, Titans of Regret is actually just me and Clark and yeah. all of it is, uh, 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 clips that I recorded on my cell phone from different rehearsals with different bands. So, um, wow. or just at my house by myself and I just took them and manipulated them and spent a long time, um, you know, in the evenings doing that, uh, just to, to put something down. Cause I, I really wanted to, uh, um, all these you know, ideas I, were there, I suppose you'd have yeah, to bend them. Yeah. Well, and, and for a long time, I didn't want to record anything. I just wanted to do a different set every time and just throw them away and write more music and, and, and do that over and over again. We probably did, I don't know, uh, uh, 50 shows that, that there's no evidence of as far as like, uh, those songs don't exist, uh, anywhere in the world, except for those, uh, those concerts that we played. 50 shows. I bet, uh, you know, wow. I mean, over the years, it's probably more than that, but, um, but, you know, me and Clark probably, uh, you know, uh, tens of shows for sure that, um, uh, the songs uh maybe there's some clips on my hard drive someplace but as far as like the cons full constructed song um those are gone forever which which wow. was kind of fun and freeing and and interesting but but yeah all the titans of regret stuff is just me and clark and it's all uh for the most part recorded from various cell phones over the years that i'd used to record uh rehearsals and ideas and things yeah so like clark's involvement so back back in 2018 yeah as you said he wrote poetry was he a musician as well was he yeah, he had. Um, so him and I had uh, played in in another band, like a, a SAS core, like post hardcore band. Um, he had played in, uh, you know, a hand. He played in a band that has a really great name called Bomb Squid, uh, <laughs> which I always really liked um, and uh, various other uh, little outfits over the years. Um, and uh, so we had been playing in this other band at the time. I buried the box with your name and and uh, him and the other singer, Kale, who's. Yeah. Um, in another great band called Sonnets from Salt Lake City. And um, I just invited them. We, there was this really great, uh, huge, huge concert, you know, um, uh, it was Primitive Man Dragged Into Sunlight, uh, Cult Leader, and I want to say another local band, I yeah. can't remember exactly who, but uh, uh, I had convinced the promoter to let us uh, open up for him. You know, we hadn't really been playing uh, many big shows at the time and, um, and we just uh, opened up for this really, really awesome show with an awful, terrible, harsh noise set, um, <laughs> you know, like uh, two singers just screaming and, and me just making as much noise as I possibly could with a, a pedal board and my computer. I wasn't even playing a real instrument, I think. Um, and so that was sort of like the, the tipping point. We went from, um, you know, just me for a really long time to yeah. uh, me and Clark and, and my friend Kale and, and, you know, Clark had a, uh, uh, gotten bitten by the bug kale had plenty of other stuff to do so clark uh, persisted and and uh and uh i guess the rest is history that's when we started uh drafting everybody around that played a horn or a violin uh, <laughs> that we could find it just happened organically so really didn't it i mean the members joined like you didn't specifically set out to say right we need seven members to no, get the song that we want it was a case of <laughs> someone comes on board each time I mean, in, in my mind a little bit, I, I uh, you know, it wasn't a specific number, but I, I sort of started thinking about it that way where it's like, yeah. uh, it's like, well, three's good, but four's better, you know? And so every time somebody else uh, 
uh, came on, I'd, I'd have in the back of my mind, like, uh, all right, who's next? You know, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if we've reached the full capacity yet. Um, you know, I think recording wise, we might be hitting the, the ceiling on, uh, clarity, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we, we, space. <laughs> yeah, I would say we're, we're not done doing that. And, and it is something that's always, uh, shifting, you know, the whole idea is that, um, everybody's busy. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm busy. Clark's busy. Uh, everybody in the band's busy. Um, and they have other bands and they have lives and things like that. And so really, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, I guess, I guess, uh, you might call it a collective. I think a lot of people, uh, call their bands collectives, collectives yeah, um, yeah. but the, the whole idea is that, um, you know, we really want, uh, uh, it to fit into people's lives because we, you know, uh, the hardest thing about, um, doing anything as an adult is, is getting everybody to the same place at the same time. And so, um, really trying to work around people's schedule. Exactly. As you said, everybody's busy. Everybody has a, a real life and a real job, you know, at, at top, yeah. on top of trying to do this, but like so many musicians I've been talking to lately, they have second, third bands, fourth bands they're playing in. Is it like a bug that you can't help that you can't, um, you just can't yeah. stop? Oh, it's sort of like, uh, you know, going for a drink with somebody, you know, it's like, uh, your, your buddy Mike hits you up and says, yeah, you want to get a beer on Tuesday? And, and you're like, yeah, I definitely want to get a beer on Tuesday. Uh, and you know, you got another friend and he wants to get one on Thursday and it's the same idea where, uh, you know, um, uh, you like, you know, you got a friend and, and it's, it's sort of, um, you know, addictive and, and it's just mm -hmm. something to do with your friends. And then all of a sudden it, uh, turns into something that, that you sort of want to repeat. Um, yeah. and that's, that's the, I guess the, the, maybe the hardest part for people to understand that it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's both, a uh, it's a leisure activity, you know, I think, uh, and it's a job and, and it's, uh, all like of it, those it is time consuming. Like, you know, Scott, it does yeah. take up your time. There's no doubt about it. Like, but if the love for music is there, I suppose it's something yeah. you just can't stop. Like, is it? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, I look at it sometimes like, a like playing pickup soccer or something, you know, or football, yeah. um, is, uh, you know, everybody's willing to go and do that for a little while. Uh, but it seems like only, uh, you know, a small portion of the population is willing to go out and, um, you know, play in a, a band mm -hmm. for a while, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not every band has to have, uh, you know, uh, a 10 year run. And, yeah. you know, uh, I think, I think that, um, it's just as a viable means of entertainment for the musicians to go and play in a band for a month, you know, exactly. Exactly. Uh, join up with your friends, practice four times, go play a concert. And then, you know, your friends move to Montana or something like that. <laughs> like it doesn't, nothing has to be permanent and, and nothing has to be, um, you know, not everything has to be uh, uh, a huge grand, no. you know, uh, everlasting. You've had, you've had the experience. So then Scott, don't you? That's the thing. Like you've, Oh, totally. You've, you've experienced something there. That's, and and it's uh um and it's something i wish more people weren't uh uh maybe intimidated to to do uh -huh. you know everybody should go and and sing in uh till their throat hurts uh you know uh one time in their life even if they don't think they're a singer you know pick up a guitar or something like that i think it's a uh, um uh, something that maybe we've, we've shamed out of a lot of people. Cause you know, we've made it so everybody has to be good at the, at the mandolin to play it in front of somebody. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's like a lie. I, I don't think you have to be good. I think it's still, you know, uh, as much as I make fun of the, the guy with the guitar at a party sort of uh, trope, <laughs> you know, the, 
pulls out an acoustic guitar and ruins the party. I think <laughs> Who just uh, happens to have it with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah. Um, but I think that that's something that, uh, you know, uh, uh, everybody uh, should have an opportunity to do is, is just sing and dance and, and play a song. And, and it's and, just like experiment with it, I suppose, isn't it, Scott? Because like yeah. you said, not everything has to be polished. Not everything has to be perfect. Like, and that's actually something I was probably going to get touch on later on when we do speak yeah. about rotten fruit because it's coarse at times. It's a bit rough around the edges, which gives it the beauty, you know. But again, yeah. we've plenty of time to talk about that. <laughs> Before we do get on, just as we mentioned, other bands. Are you in other bands at the moment yourself? Are you involved in a modern um, portal? I have been in the past right now. Um uh, as we were talking before we, we started, um, yeah. I had a, a daughter last year. And so, Congrats. uh, my level of, uh, well, my free time <laughs> has been drastically, uh, uh, halved and halved again and, and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. and so I still work with the Salt Lake electric ensemble. Um, and we've got some stuff that we're going to hopefully be working on this year. Um, but, you know, there were times where I was in six bands, you know, practicing seven nights a week. And, um, and I think I'm a little past those uh, right now, but I still do um, studio work with other bands and I still do uh, soundtrack work and things like that. And so um, it is not, uh, uh, well, it's, it's nothing uh, super uh, intensive, but I, I still managed to, to get around with uh, bands and things in Salt Lake. I uh, wish I had time for a few other yeah. bands because I've got some ideas uh, uh brewing up uh up in the the old noggin but um uh you have we'll to get one of those baby carriers for yourself scott i think and <laughs> baby just carriers and some real around with you exactly and instead of earplugs and you're happy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again you, you were talking there like going from 20 titans of regret that time it was two men yeah. you're now up to seven as i was saying like like some bands could easily have stuck with just two and maybe synthesized the sounds and used whatever technology is out there. You specifically, you wanted instruments, did you? You wanted to read yeah. yeah, that was a, uh, well, and so uh, a few reasons. I mean, the, the reasoning there is, is um, it's, it's fine. And, and we've done that in the past when it was just Clark and I, I mean, there was a yeah. lot of, I, I, uh, uh, built some uh, uh, synthesizer that we used for, for a while, which is sort of like an experimental program that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so I'm not opposed to those sort of um, uh, formats. Um, okay. but, but for me, the, um, the, the, just going back to that idea of, of um, playing and getting what you want out of it and, yeah. and just doing things for the sake of doing things. Um, uh, I really wanted to just, uh, um, figure out how better to uh, you know you see like a string quartet and mm -hmm. and the way that they're in tune with each other is like nothing else uh you know it's it's great to play to a drummer it makes things a lot easier yeah. um and it changes the dynamic a lot and i really wanted to explore that type of playing um because i have played in bands for over i don't know uh, i guess 20 years now um oh. and uh i really wanted to experiment with that idea of like listening and watching yeah. and, and breathing and, and being in tune with other people. And so um, to that effect, I really wanted to start a, a what I consider a, a chamber group. And so mm -hmm. a lot of uh, what, what I'm looking for, and it obviously it's an exercise in writing music, um, but, but even more so uh, a lot of what's important to me is that sort of experience and trying to um, 
work with people in, in yeah. that context, you know, so, so we're not so reliant on maybe uh, the precision of a, a drummer that there's a lot of quiet parts where we're really having to um, focus on each other and, and see what the other person is doing and, and uh, sort of trading off who's leading. And, and so there's a lot um, yeah. going on. And, and that was important to me because, you know, the, uh, you might as well always be trying new things. You might as well always try and be uh, better at those things. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of um, uh, the impetus for the large group of actual uh, musicians, as opposed yeah. to something digital or something pre-programmed. Um, was yeah, to, I suppose to when, when you have seven challenge. people coming together, the creativity is there. It's just it's seven heads are better than two. Like you know, when you're when yeah, you're totally. creating music, like so. It's, <laughs> you know. And it is a um, you know the. Uh, the, I mean, everybody brings something really interesting yeah. to the table and, and to sort of unleash that in, in that setting of, of, you know, uh, uh, being ultra aware of the people around you and, and sort of playing to their strengths and things like that. Um, it's been a very, uh, like super rewarding, but, yeah. but also really, um, really interesting and challenging. And how often do you get together, Scott? How often can you get together as a group of seven? I mean, as you said, uh, everybody has <laughs> busy, busy lives, like and other bands yeah. and everything else. So yeah. Um, that's are, a you great all, are you all local actually? Are you all from roughly the same area? Yeah. So, um, uh, yes and no. Uh, so on the last, uh, record, uh, on rotten fruit, we, um, yeah. everybody, uh, more or less, um, at the time was local with the exception of, uh, of, um, uh, Mike who did the, um, master and, and, uh, mixing of, of the album. He also played mm -hmm. bass on it, which, um, uh, which was great, uh, but he's yeah. in Massachusetts and um, Chris, our, our saxophone player has since moved to Northern Idaho. Um, okay. But the rest of us are still local. Um, and who knows, uh, you know, who that's the, that's the beautiful thing is that, um, you know, not everybody needs to be a part of every single thing, let no. them work it into their schedule if, if it's important to them at the, that time. Um, and so uh, love to obviously have them both back, but the people who are playing right now um, mm -hmm. are all local to Salt Lake. Um, and, and that's sort of the important thing. Um, you know, if they were, if those people were in town, it'd be great to have them, um, yeah. come and play with us. But, but the idea is that, um, it's less about the end product and more about the process. And so the process doesn't work if people aren't there. No, and, no. uh, and so, yeah, we get together, uh, once a week, um, and with as many people as we want, usually there's sort of like a, a lower bar. Like if I can't make it, it doesn't happen. And, and if, uh, 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 there are other people that, that <laughs> sub in every week. And, and you're, trying to, you're trying to take the names of all your band here. There's so many there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so we, we generally, you know, unless there's something big coming up, we'll, we'll all get together for four yeah. or five hours on a Sunday and, and play together. And, and as many people that can make it can. And sometimes we have new people show up and, and I've got to struggle to get my printer to work, to print out the parts and things like that. But, but That's yeah, crap. um, we're very fortunate that, uh, I mean, we all, we all live in a pretty big city, but we all live very close and we've got a nice practice studio and, and are able to, to make it work once a week, usually. Ah, oh, great stuff. Great stuff, Scott. I suppose I probably might as well start tipping away with uh, Rotten Fruit regular order here because, as oh, I nice. said, I, I have so many questions to ask about it. But <laughs> I was on your, on your Bandcamp page, you mentioned um, it's a record about growing old and dealing with regret. Yeah, which fascinated um, me, like, you know, I, I, just that whole <laughs> concept itself in itself. Like, regret, obviously, like, it's such a heavy subject, you know, and I, I think that brings out the beauty in the music because your music is, 
it's dark enough, I suppose, you know, it's heartbreaking music, like at times. Was that the plan? Was that the idea behind Rotten Fruit from the beginning? Um, or did it sort of just yeah. manifest itself as you went along? Was it? I think, uh, you know, um, part of uh, uh, music for me is, is exploring, um, you know, uh, music in general is able to sort of fill the void in, in any sort of mood and situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the therapeutic part is, is getting to, to um, voice things that you might not uh, get to, you know, uh, yeah. all of us uh, who, who probably should be going and, and dealing with, uh, um, you know, our lives in a way that's, that's open and, and uh, sort of, airing out all these things that, that we should be talking about. Yeah. And, and so in lieu of being able to afford uh, going uh, and getting proper mental health care um, uh, in America, which is probably nearly impossible, mm -hmm. um, you know, people uh, tend to, to air it uh, and put those things out into the world in, in yeah. a format that, that sits with uh, uh, what they like to do. And, mm -hmm. and maybe it's a little bit of that, but also maybe it's a, um, you know, I, I think we all fall into these uh, uh, cycles of, of um, the things that we like and the things that we don't yeah. like. And, and I uh, personally uh, um, tend to turn to music um, uh, and and enjoy music that that sits with that mood, because I think that, mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for me, it, it does have sort of a, a therapeutic um, yeah. aspect to it. Um, and I would say that, uh, you know, um, like I said, I've been playing and writing music for, for a real long time. And, and so I don't think it was something that, uh, didn't, I think it happened intentionally, I guess yeah. is, is the bottom yeah. line. You know, I, I don't sit down and, and write a song and start with a note and, and say, Oh, I wonder where this is going to go. I usually, by the time I start touching the piano or whatever instrument I write it on, I, I, got a pretty good idea of what I want from it and, and where I'm going with it. And, and, and this was no different. Um, now granted, uh, the first movement I wrote, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And the second movement was probably four or five years ago. So, okay. so despite the, um, you know, the tone of the whole album, yeah. um, they came from they different were, periods. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were written years apart, but, um, but to the effect of, uh, of the subtitle of the album, um, you know, I think that that's something that uh, Clark has always been, um, as far as Clark's uh, writing goes. Uh, uh, I mean, Clark is Clark is uh, salt of the earth, one of the greatest people, um, you know, and greatest mm -hmm. friends uh, uh, that I know. And and he um, he has a very confessional uh, way of of talking about his life, and he's okay. he's led a very interesting life. I think. Uh, okay. Uh, nobody's ever met Clark and, and uh, found him boring um, okay. and uh, phenomenal guy. And, and I think it just, you know, worked very well with, um, with what I had been uh, writing about and, and the lines that I had come up with and the music that I had come up with. And, and, uh, and I think, um, you know, it's just uh, partly the, the uh, Clark and I are nearly the same age. We're, we're about six months removed from each other. And I think, okay. uh, you know, the, the age and, and what we've been, um, uh, dealing with was, was similar enough to, uh, to make that, um, theme very possible and, and very easy to, uh, portray. And, uh, and he, um, did a great job running with it. I, I can't remember if we came up with the, 
subtitle to the album uh, early on or late on in the process, okay. but it just, it was sort of, it captured what the, the music was um, and the, and the lyrics and everything um, pretty perfectly. So um, yeah. I don't remember how intentional that part was though. Like uh, lyrically, it, it, it's incredible. I mean, just to listen to the words alone, you know, they blew my mind like when I was listening to them as they were coming yeah. on, you know. Do you share the writing? Um, so Clark does, uh, that is. Yeah, Clark does a majority of that. And, uh, you know, I'll add some some here or there because, you know, when I, when I write them, there's, uh, obviously there's no lyrics when I write the music. Yeah. Um, but there are parts where it's like, oh, this is a singing part. This has to have words. And so I'll come up with, uh, words for that, like in the middle of, uh, uh the first track want, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I've got some interesting, uh, singing pieces on the, the album that we're working on right now. But, um, but yeah, uh, Clark, Clark is the, the genius behind all mm -hmm. of that. Um, and he does, uh, works really fast and, and writes constantly. And so um, it's, it's an incredible experience to get to, to work yeah. with Clark because, uh, because we can go from like, you know, it's like, Oh, I finished this song. And then, you know, a week later, uh, Clark will be like, oh, I finished all the lyrics. Let's, let's just do it. Um, and so uh, it, really fortunate to, to work with Clark and to be able to hang out with Clark and uh, can't say enough good stuff about Clark. Yeah, and like, I mean, just the song structure Scott, like, I mean, a 20 minute track, you know, like, yeah. but, you know, when you're writing these tracks, like do, do you say to yourself, I have so many ideas, I can't fit it into an eight or 10 minute track. This is going to be 20 minutes or how, how, how do you, how do you work it out? How, how do you yeah. decide how long a song becomes, or this is just a case of getting what you want? Yeah. Uh, so. A few things to that. Um, uh, we always joke about it. A uh, big finish. Every song needs a big finish. <laughs> Um, and obviously that's maybe not true and not all of our songs have uh, big uh -huh. finishes, but, um, you know, the, the, for us, the, the idea is, uh, um, to make sure that you say what you need to, um, mm -hmm. it does not make Clark's job any easier as a lyricist, <laughs> you know, there's no choruses that we return to or things like that. And so everything's pretty much, uh, yeah. through composed. Um, and what, a uh, what I'm thinking about when I'm writing is, is what comes next. And sometimes that's the end of the song. Sometimes it's another okay. part. Um, and you know, I, I draw a lot of like squiggly lines. I, it, that doesn't make sense, but um, you know, <laughs> like, a, a, like a, a trying to figure out shapes for, for songs and it's like, all right, well uh, um, and, and I think that that's something that maybe a lot of people do in some fashion or another, but you know um, like in, in thinking about composing things, you might see a, yeah. uh, uh, somebody talking about parts like a part B part, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, uh, we do that as well. Um, we think about things as, as like returning themes and, and things like that, but I also think about things as like, um, you know, different shapes, like, yeah. you know, uh, something going up that something curving down, something like that. And, and so, um, sometimes it's, it's some sort of like contour that I'm trying to fit a song into. And it's like, well, we got, we got the rising part, we got the flat part, we got the curvy part, you know, oh, now we need to do the the big part or, you know, yeah, things like yeah. that. And I got you. Yeah. That's interesting structure. Now how you mentioned it there, shapes and curves. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more than one way to write a track, isn't there? Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think, uh, you know, a lot of it comes from like, a what works next. And, yeah. and part of it is, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've tried to write short songs and I think, uh, it's become a little bit 
easier for me to fall into that uh, long format than it is to, to write a short song. I think some people can say what they want quickly and mm-hmm. I am not that person. <laughs> um, so that's, that's sort of, we, we tend towards that long format and, and, uh, and I mean, you know, maybe if we played faster, it'd be easier to write uh, uh, shorter songs, but, but we uh, we're still figuring it out. Or maybe get to when when the vinyl comes out, um, Scott, we'll start playing it at forty-five RPM, maybe. We? Yeah, <laughs> just, to, just to pick up the pace. Save a, a little time that way. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Scott, I'll take an opportunity here to play some of, um, some of your track there for the listeners. Um, I'll play just a section from the track "Want," which is from mm-hmm. Regular Food, Regular Archer. Guys, have a listen.
back to get some air at this unanticipated favor, shuffling categories, a signal or two in hand. Recitations. Because there will always be another time. At the corner of 47 and Grimm.
every door and see what sinks its hooks in. Buried in a maze full of stories.
There you have it guys, that is from Rotten Fruit, Regular Orchard, and that's the first track of two, and that's Want is the name of that track, so fantastic, lads. You'll have to buy the record uh, from Charlene over at Ripcord. There you go, I was actually going to, I was going to drop her name at some stage anyway, because <laughs> Charlene was on to me, and she actually put me on to you in fairness to her oh, awesome. in the first place, yeah, which was great, she's fantastic, she really oh, is. Oh, absolutely, she's been such a, a, a hero for us, I think, uh, you know, um, We've been very fortunate to, uh, obviously we're not going to, um, be, be some, everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. you know, um, no. but we've been very lucky to fall into all the right hands, you know, uh, exactly. not everybody's heard our album, but all the right people have heard our album, which is, which is great. I think. And that's what matters, isn't it? Because the oh, likes of Charlene like is out there. Oh yeah. She, uh, cool. she put out a, a tape of it last year, that's um, right. March 25th, uh, um, 26th something like that i know that the the record comes out this this week uh um the 25th and and i just thought it was funny that the the dates fell within one one day of each other um and yeah i mean we've we've just uh we've had it we've been thrilled that you know so many awesome people uh uh charlene and ingo and and all the folks from all the people we've worked with um you know have just been super uh super kind and, and huge champions of, of something that, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you never know when you make something weird, uh, who's going to hear it. Mm -hmm. Or if, you know, or if you're even going to get people to, um, you know, listen outside of your friend group or, or, you know, the venues that you go to and, and I mean, locally and, and nationally and internationally, everybody's just been so kind to us, which, uh, which is, which is incredible. It's incredible to, to sort of, hear from and meet and talk to like-minded individuals yeah well it's justifiable scott you know because like the music is fantastic and i suppose to have somebody in the uk like charlene you know i know you're in the us you someone in the uk pushing your music to the right people and getting the right people to listen to it because i wrote for veil of sound as well last year when that album actually came out in cassette i remember listening to it but it never listened to it if you know what i mean i I yeah sort of browsed over because i was listening to so much at the time but it was when Charlene pushed it on me again about two months ago. She goes, Pat, did you hear this? And I took a half an hour. I went away for a walk, headphones in, and it was just an incredible moment. The music just just hit me, you know? It all made sense. So I just think people just need to give every style of music a chance, you know? Like this Ooh. Smashing Skull Sessions here, like is, I suppose primarily it's all about metal and rock music, but there is metal, there is rock thrown through your tracks you know there's, there's a bit of everything isn't there trying to and and i think um 
you know, it's, it's something that, uh, uh, everybody in the band has, uh, mm -hmm. uh, wildly different tastes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to play to those. I think, I think, um, you know, the, the fact that everybody's willing to, to try different things and, mm -hmm. and to try and incorporate their own tastes and styles into it, um, really puts us in a great place to yeah. experiment with those different things. And I think, you know, um, to me, uh, it doesn't feel all that wild or different or like, you know, borrowing from different spaces. Um, mm -hmm. to me, it's just, uh, it's, it's how, how we write. And, and part of that's just, you know, being, uh, uh, Clark and I did um, to to that effect. Clark and I did two Halloweens ago, three Halloweens ago, something like that. Uh, a thirty minute uh, Mariah Carey set, um, uh, and you know, I think the the reality is that um, we listen to a lot of music. We listen to yeah. a lot of different types of music, and and whether we like it or not, or whether it's intentional or not, I think uh, you know it's hard to not be influenced by everything that you've ever heard. Exactly. Uh, whether that's Ace of Base or, uh, you know, Ace of Spades, uh, Ace of Spades. Yeah. From Ace of Base to Ace of Spades. Ace of Base to Ace of Spades. Yeah. Um, you know, those things sneak in without, a without, um, a real conscious effort for them to do that. And I think, uh, obviously there's, there's a lot of, uh, me particular, I love, uh, screamo music. I love hardcore music. I love, yeah. uh, post-rock. And so those things are going to, as as somebody who sort of controls a lot of the flow of where the songs go um those things are going to take the driver's seat a little bit but yeah. um but you know we uh yeah there's there's just so much that we listen to and so much that's like unavoidably uh sinking into the the music and we try and uh but that sort of seems to be the genre it's after falling into if if one for a better word isn't it scott i mean the, the post-rock scene i suppose is so vast anyway mm -hmm. i mean there's so many subgenres that come off it but totally that seems to be where this album has fallen really hasn't it within the yeah, post I didn't rock know, realm yeah i didn't know where it would i didn't yeah. know i mean I, the long format sort of lends itself to that and i didn't uh, mm -hmm. uh i i sort of um you know uh we joke uh me and my friends about um uh cuz I, I it's it's interesting cuz i don't think that there's a uh you know a, a scene for post rock anywhere i think i think people like uh it exists on the internet, um, yeah. you know, and obviously like there's big bands and, and, you know, you can go and see, uh, Godspeed, you black emperor in a yeah. cave, uh, in the middle Midwest someplace with 500 of your, uh, closest friends and things like yeah. that. And yeah, stuff. Exactly. So there are big shows, but I, I also feel like, you know, as far as like, a uh, uh, scene, it, it feels like it doesn't exist and maybe it does in other towns. And, and we actually, you know, in Salt Lake, we have a lot of great bands and, yeah. and like, uh, I hear sirens and hoofless and, and, uh, sympathy pain and, and, and some really great bands that fall into that, uh, genre. Um, and the, um, so, so part of, I guess what I'm getting at is that I never really felt a, like, uh, part of that scene. I always felt uh, a little okay. bit more, uh, close to like the punk rock scene and, and things like that. Cause those were the shows that we were playing. The bands that we were playing yeah, with were, yeah. you know, hardcore bands a lot, uh, mm -hmm. and just weirdo bands of, of all different types. And so, um, so it is funny because I think it very much falls in that realm of post-rock, but I never thought about it. Um, never and I know that there's like, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, I think that uh, what I love about post-rock, it definitely embodies those things. Like I, like I mentioned before, the, the big finish. I mean, that's, that's like a trope, uh, uh, the crescendo core sort of stuff. And, and we try and, you know, embrace that, but we also try and, you know, defy it every once in a while. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, it, uh, it very well fits uh, in that distinction. It's just, uh, it's interesting to, um, and you know, you probably get the same answer from everybody in a post-rock band where they're like, I never meant to be in a post-rock band. We just yeah, play music. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, you know, there's a little bit of intentionality around, uh, around like the length and, and the style. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it is, it is interesting to, to, um, cause I, cause I also think that there's a lot about it that, uh, people in post-rock really don't like, uh, you know, there's that like, um, no vocals sort of thing. A lot of people yeah. listen to, to that music because they don't want to hear vocals. And, right. and not only do we have vocals, but we also have vocals that probably, you know, alienate a lot of people, uh, not because of, of any sort of lack of, of quality uh, in the lyrics or, or delivery, no. but it's just definitely a unique. Um, I suppose sc- yeah. that, sc- that screaming vocal. Yeah. And is, you know, is, yeah and the spoken word aspect of it i think i think it's not what people are necessarily uh thinking of when they think of like a singer you know they might think Mm -hmm. of that band what is it uh uh well now i'm confusing it doesn't matter um but you know like you know with post-rock you know they're they're looking for yancey from cigarettes or something or you know or maybe ephraim from silver mountain zion or or any number of other bands that that have singers i think um you know the the it might be a little jarring for your average post-rock yeah. listener. Um, but then again, uh, who is that person, that average post-rock listener? They See, there you go. Uh, there you have it, Joe. Yeah, so they've got to listen to something else at some point. And, and that's what brought me to it, I suppose, really, because if I was to go and find an album, I wouldn't have picked this up on, on first listen after two minutes, if you know what I mean. Totally. But after listening to 34 minutes, you know, the two tracks together, <laughs> it's, it's a different beast altogether. You know, it's something really unique. Speaking about this album again, the lyrics... Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the lyrics, obviously, I had to write it down in case I forget. I hate these fucking people and I hate this <laughs> fucking band, right? Oh, yeah. We actually have that printed on a, a T-shirt uh, on the sleeves. Oh, uh, right. long yeah, sleeve. yeah. Um, and uh, for some reason, so we have it printed on there because it's the one line that everybody remembers. Yeah. Um, uh, that and there's one from the first. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. I guess different people remember different things. I think uh-huh. uh, Um but that line is, is very much, you know, I think it sounds like uh, we're talking about this band and the people in the band, but it really is, uh, you know, um, so that, that song uh, has some like uh, heavy aspects to it, but that part's pretty autobiographical um, okay. for, for Clark and, and uh, in context, it's really talking about, uh, I guess, being in a place that um, you don't want to be, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's about, uh, literally it's it's about being at a concert and and not having a good time um which is something that i don't think clark or i or or anybody in the band really does i think we all have a lot of fun and uh, for us it's a chance to hang out with all of our friends and things like that but but you know that one's coming from a place of of being a a grump uh (laughs) being a grump in at a at a concert um um and it's it's just uh beautiful and it's it's it is like yeah exactly um that's the best part is, is yelling that in a, in a crowded room is, is real fun. And sometimes you get people yelling along with you, which, which is even better. Um, cause, uh, I, I feels great to 
it's just, just you know, let, let that out like isn't it you just it's just oh, a way it, of it's so therapeutic uh yeah. it's so like it's such a release to just curse at the top of your lungs sometimes <laughs> uh because you know what else are you gonna do uh knit I guess, you know, it doesn't have quite the same release. No, it doesn't. No, no, no. Screaming. <laughs> and there's another line actually in the track. Desperation fit like a pair of gloves and I was left. I was a left hand wandering. Oh, yeah. Bragging, dialing it in. I'm used to standing on the other side of the street. I mean, that's those lyrics are amazing. Like, they're, they're you know. Yeah. Dark is uh, absolutely. Yeah, talent like, yeah. Yeah. And just a really interesting perspective. Um you know, he, he, um, just, it's interesting because him and I, uh, you know, uh, have come together somehow, but, but mm-hmm. we've lived a, a very similar, but like so drastically different lives and to, to, you know, I'm not maybe as, uh, open a person as, as Clark and, yeah. and Clark, uh, um, now I'm trying to think like in, in day-to-day life, if, if he's, you know, he's, he's just a, a cool guy, but, but uh, when he writes, he's just very, very open and very, very um, eloquent and, and yeah. just uh, uh, pulls these things out that, that, um, you know, make no sense, but make a lot of sense when I you take you. it. Exactly. What you take out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's really, really interesting and, and fun to, to, see what he comes up with because yeah. it's it's always a uh, um unique and yeah. and really interesting and and for me that's like part of the reason i do it is just to to see what he can come up with next yeah i mean the other the second track there um ashes what i love about that track as well is uh you have the two vocals with, with the delay there's mm-hmm. maybe a two second delay between two of them screaming which again great idea something different was that intentional again? Was that something that you said, let's yeah. step this um, back and delay it? So the way that uh, that came about was uh, uh, Clark writes so much. Um, yeah. And also I record and listen back a lot when I'm, uh, you know, when we're rehearsing, I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, that mm-hmm. did work. You know, let's change this a little bit. Let's do this. Um, and also things like, uh, you know, I think, uh, maybe we're not going to play that one live. It didn't sound that great here. We still have to work on this, you know, um, things like that. And so, um, because Clark writes so much, um, there comes a point in the song process where I know the vocal lines. Uh, I remember the vocal lines to the songs, maybe a little better than Clark, just because he's moved on, uh, you know, and so he'll memorize songs when we're playing them, but then maybe forget them later and stuff like that. And so he's just um, writing so that, much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of that's uh, from me, like reminding Clark where it's like, oh, this is the part where you say that. Um, but also like, I just, you know, uh, same thing where it's like, man, I just want to yell a little bit. Is it okay if I yell along with you? And, and so um so yeah, on the recorded version, um, yeah. we start with me uh, uh, prompting Clark, like whispering before Clark says the lines. That's right. Um, and that uh, that came from, um, uh, gosh, it, it's either Smog or Bill Callahan. I can't remember when he changed his name, um, but uh, sort of like Southern Gothic Americana sort mm-hmm. of singer, mm-hmm. like nice baritone voice. Um, and he has a song called The Wheel. And okay. he does that for himself where he, he, he like says the lyric and then sings the lyric. It almost sounds like somebody's off stage, uh, yeah. um, like reminding him of the lyrics. So we started with that. And then, um, 
the layering uh, is sort of coming from like a, a silly place. We started with, a, um, you know, I, I come in sort of halfway through the mm-hmm. second repetition of, of his, uh, his poem. Yeah. And, um, and we start in sync and then uh, I can't remember, you know, we, we wrote it in a basement of a, a vegan restaurant uh, and concert place that we were practicing in at the time. And, and, we were still working on the, the idea of like, all right, let's play a show and then never play that song again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so this one was like maybe the last song that, that that was supposed to happen to, you know, we had sort okay. of been transitioning to like, what if we recorded some of these? Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I think uh, it was sort of like a, and we've done this a handful of times in different projects and songs, um, but we're, we're in sync. And then he says something to the effect of, or exactly, uh, of course we have to repeat it. And I just thought it would be funny if I staggered it and, and yeah. said the line after it, you know, as, as a form of repetition. And then we sort of mm-hmm. came up with a pattern that, of like, you know, three delayed lines and then one that's in sync again. And, you know, it obviously, uh, uh, in uh, an intentional process, but also yeah. one that came from that sort of like moment of like, Oh, I want to be funny if we did this. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's where that came from was, a uh, was just, um, uh, repetition, right. just, just doing things over and over again and doing them different ways and trying to figure out, uh, what made an interesting experience for us as performers. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, secondly, uh, maybe less consciously, uh, what makes an interesting experience for, for a listener. Cause I think, exactly. uh, we very much focus on the us part cause we're going to spend four hours doing it on a Sunday. We might as well make it interesting for us. And then, you know, uh, if we have time, we, we like to think about what people might think when they hear it. Um, but that definitely comes second. Yeah. Yeah. Because even for myself being the listener, like, um, it's all these little nuances and these little, little things that you find within a, tr- you know, a 20 minute track is going to be so much, to t- <laughs> there's so much to take in, you know, that yeah. you're always finding something new. There's always something different. You say, fuck it. That's my favorite part. No, no, this is my favorite. <laughs> it constantly changes, which is great. Like that's what I love. Even on this, uh, this side of the song, it's the same way, you know, the, uh, especially cause we recorded it. We recorded, <laughs> we recorded it February before the pandemic hit. So like uh, we finished tracking, I don't know if we finished tracking everything before everything mm-hmm. shut down here. Um, but it's been a while, I guess. And so I've had a lot of time to figure out which parts I hate and which parts yeah. I like. And, and both of those things are changing constantly because yeah. of, of um, you know, uh, three years is a long time to think about something uh, <laughs> real long time. So mm-hmm. uh, excited that uh, I guess this is our third release of the album. Cause we did the digital release. Like, you know, we, we, recorded it we finally finished it and yeah. then we had nothing to do because we're all locked in our houses and and we're trying to like well do we wait do we wait till the world comes back and and play a show and release it and then we're like well what if that never happens hmm. um so we just released it digitally and i think that's um how charlene found it and charlene's release i think is how ingo from i corrupt uh uh records found it um and so so this has been like the longest release cycle ever. Uh, at there you 3D. go. I mean, talk about a slow burner. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, gaining yeah. momentum all the time. You know? it's, it's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? And also fits with the format. You play 20 minute songs, you release three year albums. Um, <laughs> so we're ready to, uh, you know, uh, the nice thing about uh, all that downtime and, uh, and not leaving the houses. Yeah. I think Clark and I, 
have three more records in our back pocket. We're about to start recording the follow-up um, oh, probably in the next right. month, which is real exciting. Um, but we've got too much material to, to sort through, um, which is maybe a great problem to have. It's a good problem to have, yeah. <laughs> Definitely is. So there is, that was my next question. Anyway, I suppose we were going to take a step away from Rotten Fruit and ask about what's, what's in the pipeline. So obviously you are working on a new album. Yeah, um, so uh, we're going big this time. We're going to do three three tracks uh, instead of two on the last two albums, um, and I think it's going to be around forty minutes. We've uh, we've um, you know I, I would say that uh, if you liked the last album, there's mm-hmm. no guarantee that you'll like this one. Although you know we're <laughs> we're still treading similar territory, but I think um, this one might be a little bit more. <sighs> There's maybe a little bit more metal, um, you okay. know, still similar orchestration. Um, yeah. you know, we've got, um, like I mentioned, some people have, have moved out of town and some people have joined up and stuff. So right now we're, we're running with a, um, similar instruments. We've got the okay. flugelhorn, we've got the cello, we've got violin, we've got um, flute and clarinet and things like that. And so, uh, I think you'll hear a lot of similar textures, but I think, uh, a lot of it's a little bit more fast, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe a little bit more metal. The, one of the songs is one of the first songs that I wrote for this project, uh, okay. eight years ago, nine years ago. I can't remember when we started, um, or when I started and, uh, which became we, um, but uh, so, yeah, we reworked uh, one of the songs that I've been playing as a solo artist for the, the closer of this album, which which will be a lot of fun to um, which has been a lot of fun to, to realize with the whole ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so really, really excited for it. We've actually uh, I don't know if it's made its way onto the Internet. Maybe it has. But we've um, we've performed, uh, I think, like two thirds of the album. Uh, live at various shows uh, in the last year we we had a some really great shows last year you know when we finally got back to it and and finally got our feet back under us because we had played for like two you know a year and a half uh, as a group um and so you know coming back together and and after a year and a half it was like well do we play the old songs Mm -hmm. that were um well versed in and stuff and so we just sort of went right into new material and started working on that and so um yeah, really excited about the way it sounds. There's a lot of uh, interesting looping that happens on the new album. Um, hopefully imperceptibly so. I think, okay. uh, you know, um, uh, when you have loops that are real long, you know, 30 second loops, maybe it's not as noticeable. And there's plenty <laughs> of loops uh, that I play on on the last record. And yeah. hopefully that um, maybe isn't so obvious uh, this time around. But, but yeah, real excited about that. We're Fair actually... Uh, gonna be doing a live cast of uh, the last album. It did feel sort of silly to put out uh, a really pretty vinyl record that so many people had, had uh, helped us out with and not do some sort of um, show. So yeah. we're, we're working on putting together a nice little uh, show or live cast. Um, we we're hoping to have it done this week. Uh, but you know, it's been a very busy time and, and, uh, you know, sickness and, and life have gotten in the way, but we're still working on that. And then I think, uh, then we'll be in the studio, uh, putting together next album and then maybe next album, number two, um, shortly on it. (laughs) We'll see. I, am I'm sort of an impatient, uh, uh, um, person. I, I'm not trying to, to, 
spend two weeks in the studio. Uh, you know, the, uh, the way we did Rotten Fruit was Jordan, our drummer, phenomenal mm. drummer, phenomenal person, phenomenal friend. Um, Jordan and I uh, spent one day um, or part of a day tracking cello and drums. We just did them live, um, did it twice and chose the best uh, take of both of them. Um, you know, I'm uh, a, it's super expensive uh, for anybody yeah. who's never recorded in a studio. It is not cheap. Um, mm -hmm. And even though I feel like uh, we've, we've had the good fortune of working with friends and, and phenomenal uh, engineers and, and all of those people, um, even with that sort of like uh, buddy discount, uh, it is not cheap to record an album. And so, you know, prepare as much as you can hop in there and, yeah. and we just try and, and do things maybe not as quick as possible, but efficiently and whether, uh, you know, and, and jumping back to the, I'm not a patient person. I mean, you know, uh, we all only have so much life left and my, my philosophy is, is get it, do it and move on. Um, just because, you know, uh, I don't think that any particular song is so precious that you can't yeah. find another one to fill that niche. You know, if you, if you didn't hear our album, you're going to find what you're looking mm -hmm. for in somebody else's music. Um, and I mean, that's, that's the great thing. And that's the great thing about like, um, you know, I think uh, it's always sad when when, you know, you find out the, the band you like has horrible people in it. And then it's like, well, no, it's uh, it's fine because the same thing exists somewhere else dozens of times over and you can find it and and you can, um, you know, enjoy that instead. And and so for me, it's the same thing as as a, a performer and yeah. writer and musician is um, my biggest uh, uh, push is is I'm not I'm not trying to make the perfect song i'm just trying to get this song done so i can move on to the next one because i'm not um you know because because music is is something that people treat as something super precious but it's it's you know it's just like anything else you know it's it's as disposable as anything else people like um and and but like you mentioned scott like the, the recording process just you know two takes and you were happy and I think that sort of comes true in, in the music, you know, because I, I know you can over-polish stuff at times. You can get carried away and yeah. look in 20, 30 rehearsals to get the perfect sound. But <laughs> as I said earlier, I love how raw it can be at times, this album. I think that's part of the character of it all, you know? And it, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that. I think that there's a long tradition of, of that in music. And, and yeah, philosophically, it, mm. it's, it's what I like, that, that idea of like, you know, let's put it down and, and move on. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I love, uh, I, I, you know, some of my favorite bands have been in that vein and, mm -hmm. you know, I love, um, something that I like, I like to hear people try, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. when, when somebody's, you know, I I've seen bands on stage where it's like, you're obviously too good to be playing the music that you're playing and and that comes through like they might mm -hmm. sound good but um the bottom line is is like the level of in, uh, enjoyment i get from watching somebody do something that they're too good to do is not all that exciting you know yeah, it's like yeah it feels like pandering i get you um, or like being treated like a child where it's like now we're gonna play the song <laughs> um and and so i mean i love i love uh the way that those uh, albums by the microphone sound like Phil Elverum and, and all his stuff. And, and I love the way, you know, there's that Canadian band, I hate sex where it sounds like, um, you know, that, that they're, they're struggling to play through their yeah, album. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, 
I find a lot more enjoyment in that than something that's that's over polished, something that people yeah. maybe can't pull off live, um, or something that um, you know uh, it, that the effort doesn't come through. And and mm-hmm. and that's not to say that that effort isn't there. And it's uh, it's a huge amount of work to make an album like uh, like the albums that we're all used to hearing, mm-hmm. where they're where they're beautiful and every sound is is perfectly in its place and every rhythm is correct and yeah. and um, the tone is just perfect and you know that's that's a lot more effort to put into something that uh that i don't want to spend any time on i don't want oh the tone sounds a little like whatever here like it's like i don't care the song is there um and and you know it's it's i think it also comes from a little bit of like my experience of i tend to like local music better than like i like the music my friends make better than any other music Mm -hmm. out there um and that comes from like, yo, did you hear the, our, our demo or did you hear our mm-hmm. rehearsal recording or, you know, it's like, so the music that I'm listening to, um, tends to, to favor that, you know, the, the you. idea of like rawness, um, yeah. because, because the songs that I like don't exist in that pristine format all the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. the bands that I like don't even make a record or they don't re- make a record that they ever release. Um, I know I have a handful of records from different bands that, uh, you know, that never made it to, to the internet or yeah. onto CD or something like that. And, and so I appreciate that, like, uh, that sort of, uh, uh, aesthetic of, of imperfection, um, mm-hmm. uh, because that's sort of like, you know, those are the things that, that maybe are a little rarer and a little more, uh, uh, intimate. And, yeah. and I absolutely, um, you know, would love to make the perfect record with all the, everything in its place. Mm. But, um, but the trade-off is, is your life. It's your time. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, you, when you speak of the perfect record, Scott, are you, <laughs> are you, are you happy with? Um, oh, absolutely. Can you, can you absolutely. look back and say, I, I love what we did. I do. Um, yeah. you know, uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't hate parts of everything okay. that I've ever done, you know? Um, and, and this is no exception. And there are some beautiful moments and there are mm. some ugly moments and, and, um, and I think that the, yeah, to me, the priority of, of making something outweighs the priority of making something perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and people always say that like, uh, uh, perfect is the enemy of, of done or so, I, there's some phrase like that okay. maybe i'm missing the mark on it but but the uh the reality is like you know if i if i had to make the perfect record it would uh you know i would die first i think that yeah. there's no way i'd uh i'd be able to do it perfect for me is <laughs> is is unattainable yeah the perfectionist that's in you at the same time but as you said, yeah. you're, you're happy with what you per, with what you put down for rotten food. Totally, and I think you know it's a learning process, and it's funny to go back to that because um, uh, we recently started, like I said, we're we're trying to do like a live cast for the the album, hmm. um, but we uh, went back to those songs, you know, and and at the time they seemed pretty physically demanding, um, you know, it's long and and fast at times, yeah. and um, but after rehearsing the new stuff for, for a half a year, uh, turns out that this album's pretty easy to play. So, um, so, you know, always getting better, I think That's is great. the goal. And, and, you know, this album was a snapshot of how we performed it at the the time that we recorded it, which I think is also sort of like a cool idea is, yeah. is, you know, um, music is living and breathing and, and, you know, just like somebody can play an acoustic version mm-hmm. of, of any song that they've ever written. Um, you know, uh, uh, 
this was just how it was played and performed at that time. It doesn't mean that that's how the songs, the, the notes are there and, and yeah. those might change as well. But, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, definitely proud of it. I'm definitely proud of, of, um, uh, you know, the, the response we got, because I, I do feel like, a uh, a weirdo, uh, sometimes with it, you know, and, and, to, to actually have it resonate with people was the most important thing. Um, you know, after the whole, like get together with your friends and make some noise, yeah. which, you know, is the, the most important thing. The, the fact that, um, you know, uh, we threw up our hands and waved to people, uh, in different countries and, and in different States and stuff was, was really important as well. I think we've, we've made a lot of really good friends, um, I mean, you know, 90% of the people I know and, and associate with are, are people that, um, you know, uh, music has led me to. And, and you know, the, um, it's, it's awesome to continue to, to get to do that and to, yeah. you know, meet new uh, exciting people like yourself and like Charlene and like everybody else that, that has sort of reached out to us or that we've mm -hmm. reached out to. Um, as part of the process. So I, when, it's really... But you see this album has had an effect on people, you know, that's what, and that's what it's all about for the likes of myself, you know, just a listener. I mean, this album just resonated, uh, made an impact. So I couldn't wait to chat to you and get some background <laughs> on it, you know, which is, which is great. And I, I really appreciate what you've been doing over the last hour or so. You know, you've been very Absolutely. open about everything, which is fantastic, you know. So <laughs> just to make it a bit more lighthearted, I suppose, to wrap it yeah. up, um, Scott, I have three questions the three session questions, we call them, right? Um, and yeah. as you know, I had, to give, I had to give you a heads up. So the first question is, if you could walk into a recording studio and put down any song, any genre, any time at all, yeah. do, you have, do you have a track in mind? So that one's, that one's tough because, uh, like I said, Clark and I did a Mariah Carey set once. We did a <laughs> Christmas set once. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many incredible songs out there that exist. Um, and obviously, like... Uh, you know, I've, 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 uh, discussed, I guess the, like for me, um, you know, my primary goal always is, is would be like one of our songs. Like that would be the obvious choice. If, yeah. if somebody's like any song in the world, it would be like, Oh yeah, the next one. Cause then we'll have it done and then we'll be done with it. But, um, you know, I, I think that there's, um, uh, to be a guest on, on any song. Um, I mean, I love, uh local bands first and foremost yeah. um and i would love to play on every single band uh <laughs> album in salt lake city um uh and hopefully will one day but I, this this is the one that i i knew i'd have the most trouble with uh answering <laughs> because uh hopping in and and recording a song yeah. man is is something else but um but so you would but like I, to record I, something from from a local band, so a song that you like from your own circle oh, yeah. of friends, yeah. Either that or or you know, I'd love to to you know be on a Thursday record from two thousand two or something like that. Okay. I think that would be great. We recently just Thursday came to town and we got to see him in there, uh, just as good as they were twenty years ago when yeah. I saw him. Uh, yeah. Maybe better. Um, yeah, so probably okay. probably one of those songs. I'd probably want to uh, uh, sing because I love singing, but I don't get an opportunity to do it enough. <laughs> um, so I just push uh, uh, Jeff out of the way and and uh, uh, sing a hole in the, the world or something from Thursday, I think. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, we went to the second question, so I, I leave you, you breathe so you relieved that that question's over. Um, <laughs> if, if you could walk on stage and play live with any band, past or present, 
who would it be, Scott? Yeah, um, and uh, I'm a sucker for uh, early 2000s post rock, mm-hmm. um, and uh, part of me, uh, uh, you know, if I was playing, if I was playing the song, I think I'd want to play um, Blaze Bailey Finnegan three uh off of uh slow riot for new zero canada by godspeed you black emperor yeah just that part with the um with the i think it's in six that don't anyway um yeah just there's this this one part sort of towards the crescendo that i always thought Mm -hmm. would be really fun to play it's on the violin so i'd have to play it high up on the cello but um that would be it uh is you know one of these days when when those guys invite me up on stage uh with my my cello uh that's that's the song i'm going to demand uh that exactly. we play not even if they whether they invite you or not just make your way yeah, exactly i <laughs> actually got kicked out Move of over. a godspeed you black emperor show once uh i think it was at the great american music hall in in san francisco okay. uh despite their uh bootleg our our uh, concerts and put them online sort of aesthetic and messaging i got uh kicked out for taking pictures awesome. um yeah so uh so i wasn't invited up on stage uh that night per se but no. um luckily i had a friend who didn't show and i had another ticket in my back pocket and walked around the corner and came back in, <laughs> back but, in again. um but yeah so uh so that would be that would be my dream uh uh performances i like it i like it that Scott, that's a good one that's a good one this one now actually could be a tough one for you give me a name of a band to look out for this so, year we say something that's coming out so something that just came out um yeah. it's some of my good friends uh uh the band hoofless i might have mentioned them a little earlier okay. uh, they just put out an album called ad nauseum which is phenomenal uh really great um and uh really similar band there's a, another band uh as I mentioned, uh, Sonnets, they're putting out an mm-hmm. album this year. Uh, they're from Salt Lake City. Um, another band, uh, Sympathy Pain. They'll hopefully be putting out an album uh, soon. Um, okay. <laughs> last year, I went and recorded a, a shitload of cellos for them, so I'll be all over that one. Okay. Um, uh, God, there's so many great bands in Salt Lake City. There's so many great bands everywhere. I'm really yeah. looking forward to, um, if you've ever heard, uh, Respire. Uh, they're from Canada. They're putting out, uh, actually, I don't know if they're putting out anything, but I have like the secret, uh, uh, um, desire for them to put out something, uh, blind girls from Australia just announced that they're putting out a new album. And that's like this band that I love. So any of those would be a great choice. Um, Outstanding. there's plenty, there's, plenty to, to work off there. Plenty oh, so to work off. <laughs> Scott, come here. Can I say it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Um, and you as well. This is really look, great. Yeah, it's been a great conversation. Just It just flowed. Uh, and I, I, I can only wish you well with everything and with Divine Release, which is due next week, I'd say. Am I right? Fantastic. Yep. So, I'll, be waiting, uh, I'll be waiting for mine. Yep. Absolutely. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they all make it uh, safe and sound. That's always the, the worry. Um, but yeah. But, I, um, real excited about it and and it's been such a pleasure chatting with you hopefully uh, we'll get to do it again one day and maybe see each other live <laughs> if you ever play somewhere in europe that's I'd right when we do the tour with mogwai wow wow exactly yeah <laughs> scott thanks so much man and you Appreciate as well Pat. talk to you nice soon email. there you go guys Bye. that's scott from portal to the goddamn blood dimension thanks to everybody who's been listening in thanks to richie of course from the metal cell podcast who edits and produces the show. And I'll talk to you guys in two weeks' time. Take care.